Hello, welcome to Roger Pan episode 204, 204, that feels good to say. Uh, I'm broadcasting from Itoshima, Fukuoka. This is Brandon Chin, and today I want to speak about uh, festivals, Shinto rituals. I went to uh, Saga Prefecture, which is close by Fukuoka in the south, uh, in Kyushu which is the southern part of Japan. And I went there with some friends for a... Uh, ma, Shinto, Shinto ritual. It's like a festival, but it was the focus was the ritual. And of course, they had a marketplace, like a flea market, where people could bring out their old stuff and sell it. And um, people also were enjoying hanami, because there are plenty of sakura trees in this park in front of the shrine, which is called Kagami Shrine. And they had their blue mats out, sitting on top of it, drinking, eating. Kids were running around laughing. It was a good time. And uh, I also picked up some books, which is always good, but these were kind of older. And uh, it's a story about Taiwan and the kanji inside. You can tell it was written... It's actually written 20 years ago. In any case, because, yeah, Japanese kanji, it was, they used to be more difficult, and then they got simplified. But, um, hey, it's thundering outside. That's interesting. Um, yeah, so there was a ritual in front of this uh, shrine, and there were basically celebrating or praying for uh, bountiful food. And also, considering the fact that this is the last spring uh, ritual that will be done in this era, era, because if you haven't heard, Japan is moving on to a new era. The emperor stepped down, basically retired kind of thing, and is going to another hare. And the new era is called Areiwa. It's from a poetry book called Manyusho. I haven't really read it, but it's the oldest collection of Japanese poetry. And this kanji was in this uh, character was inside the poem. And it basically kind of means like a splendid, spectacular type of piece. Uh, and yeah, so this ritual was kind of a an ode to that, the fact that this is the last springtime festival uh, or, or Shinto ritual. And they had a nice mix of modern elements as well as some traditional Japanese dance. Uh, you know, we had one woman in a, in a kimono, and that was weird. Pa- I think I paused the podcast with my nose because I'm recording on my phone. But in any case, this woman was wearing a lot of white, and it was kimono, and uh, she had like a, a transparent cape on that flew gently down her back and across her arms, and she had a, some white, basically socks, but more spiritual. <laughs> 
and she was dancing very in a very um, light-footed way, but also controlled and diligent and well, I should say delicate and um, mesmerizing because it's a lot of wrist movement and it's not so uh, active. It's it's kind of kind of slow and simple but it keeps you entranced and uh i didn't know what she was really doing i'm taking a class actually with my brother he's a dancer and when he came to visit me in japan i thought it'd be interesting for him to get a taste of japanese dance because you know if you ask japanese people they tell you they don't really dance it, somewhat is true i mean you can even go to clubs and see them just awkwardly moving back and forth shifting kind of thing and even the people that really do dance, it looks forced, like they're just... And this is not all Japanese people, but in general, I think it's just not in the culture, you know? The, the dancing vibes are just not there. And there's really only one big dance where everybody participates in a festival-like manner, which is uh, in August during Obon, where they... Um, show the respect to the dead and wash dead people's graves and they also do a dance at this festival where everyone gets in a circle kind of thing and dances but even that is quite formulaic and not really dance according to your free like you can't really make any original type of dance you're just following some steps and whatever anyway this woman was um, dancing with a fan and then partway through she had this bell-like device and she started to shake it and I was like, oh, what's that? Wondering what it was. And after the show, you know, like I said, there were some modern elements too. After she finished, uh, some people went up with the guitar and piano and it was just a good mix of stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, bowing with uh, a branch I'm not sure of what tree but it was I guess to ward off the evil spirits and you couldn't use your phone to take pictures or videotape inside this god space so a lot of people went down uh, off the stage shrine area and took pictures from outside the gate in any case I stayed seated up on the stage with the priests doing their thing and the dancers doing their thing and um just took all it took it all in you know i was grateful to my friend uh shout out to yuko-san for inviting me to this i wouldn't have known about it otherwise and it was cool but i wanted to know more so after the show was done i uh went over to the dancer and asked her you know, what, that was really good, and told her it was good, and then asked her what was the meaning. And she was saying that basically this entire event was to praise the gods for uh, abundance and food and etc. Food, health, and to have like no accidents in your life. And the bell that she was shaking was her mannerism to symbolize planting rice seeds and that was a big shocker to me i didn't know that 
apparently she's also been dancing since she's been five, which is probably why she was so natural at it. And, you know, I took that back to my friends because I, you know, we were moving around the shrine doing different things and sometimes we got separated. But um, at the end of the event, I we had a banquet, basically, a feast. I mean, it made sense at the, when I was there, but I wasn't expecting it, you know? It's a feast. <laughs> and we went into the room, and I was like, well, that makes sense. You know, if you're going to be praising for abundant food, you gotta got to provide that, you know, to the people that participated in the, or that were on stage, I should say. It was like 20 of us, maybe. Anyway, um, I think that's the biggest uh, reason why Japan has stayed or has preserved the history for so long is because they treat the rituals with a lot of respect and they're important to them. You know, they, they treat it like it's important to their culture and so it remains. And with it, the thinking of the past as well, which can be good and bad in both, you know, in multiple situations. But this wisdom, I think it's important to take some of it in, glean what you can, and use it kind of like a mirror so that you can know yourself better by using principles gleaned from different cultures and even your own. And that's what I am to do with Raw Japan. That's why I made this thing. Basically where I send out books, novels that I've written, including my daily and past experiences in Japan with people and places, real, but you know, names are changed for privacy reasons. And also handwritten letters from Nikki of betterhandwritten.com. And, uh, you know, she hooks it up. And I'm excited to uh, provide you with some intimacy of Japanese artists and entrepreneurs for you to really connect with their stories through the handwritten word. And, of course, she's based in the UK, but I really appreciate her art of doing of doing these letters, uh, you know, I think it's important to pick people that are dedicated to their craft, and obviously Nikki is. So uh, for you that are getting the product or the people that are already signed up, you'll be getting letters from the UK. The books will be sent via Amazon. And obviously live calls are every week. We just I just had one today, and uh, it's working out well, you know. It's getting kind of full in terms of uh, the format we're running now. It's like four of us, and um, I think once more people come in, I'm going to change it up a little bit, kind of be the point guard. But, yeah, four of us show up regularly, and 
we talk about Japanese culture in English. And of course, if you're learning some Japanese, you can also get some of that juice from the Japanese participants as well. Anyway, if you want to get in touch with Japan from your home, all you got to do is go to brandonchin.net and sign up for your email address. Uh, put in your email address to get a free book. And I will see you on the next call. Today is the 7th and it is 11.35 p.m. Take care of yourself. Good night.